Welcome to the Springs Church Podcast, where we explore the teachings of Jesus Christ and how they can be applied to our daily lives. Join us as we delve into the Bible and discuss topics such as faith, hope, love, and forgiveness. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners to live a life of purpose and meaning and to deepen their relationship with God. Tune in every week for a new episode as we learn how the Bible, Holy Spirit, and a relationship with Jesus will impact every area of your life. All right, let's get on to the amazing word of God. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray to open this up in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in your house right now, to praise you, to pray. God, we thank you that we can worship you every single day. We thank you for this country. We thank you that for what we do. We thank you that every single leader in any form of politics and government, whatever they are leading over, God, we thank you that your blessing and favor is upon them. We think that your joy and strength and health and healing flows through their bodies, God. And we thank you as they walk, whatever it is that they're leading forward, God, that they walk it into your perfect will with you, Holy Spirit, guiding them every step of the way. And for those that are all about themselves, all self-centered and just about their own fame and their own name, God, we think that we can remove them and we can elect someone even greater that will take this country and who we are, what we do into your perfect will, which is the most fulfillment we can ever experience when we walk in your will, God. So we thank you for that. We call it done in the name of Jesus. Never agreement said, amen. Amen. And amen. Awesome. About three weeks ago or so, I told you guys all that I had a message prepared. And then like 9 p.m. on a Saturday night, I was like, I got to do something different. I don't know why, but I did. Okay. Today, I didn't do that. (laughs) My nervousness is good now, you know, I'm good. But in preparing for this message, I was actually going to talk about our inheritance in God. And I was going to talk about the foundation of faith and talk about a a, a broad range of different things that helps you strengthen your faith in, in, in words of getting rid of the unbelief in your life. Unbelief is the factor. The Bible says that we've all been given the measure of faith, which means I don't have any more faith than you do. It's the amount of unbelief that you have that hinders the ability to use, use the faith that you've been given. Um, and so as we go forward, I, 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 was, I had a whole message planned and I couldn't get over the fact that just my introduction of that message should be an entire message by itself. So I did change a lot of it because I wanted to make sure that we do this. So this is probably gonna turn into a, a three or four message series now on this, but I really wanted to focus on this one thing to open up this series of messages that you'll hear over the next, I'm sure, coming months. But um, it's identity. We just talked about it again, about this building even. Identity is so huge. And what do people struggle with the most in life right now? It almost seems like every single tree branch off of that are symptoms in your life come back to who you think you are. Who you think you are, okay? We live in a society right now where there's so many influences everywhere telling you who you are, what you are, where you should be, and it's so hard to walk through your life when it's not founded on the truth of the word of God. And the more that we walk forward, the more you see yourself getting into places where you don't know how you're there. You don't know how to get through it. You don't know, you don't know why the storm you're in is just ruining you. And my question is, what is your identity? When you go through those storms, who are you? The world that we live in right now allows the what to control everything. What you do, what you accomplish, what friends you have, 
what your marriage is like. We allow the what in our world to be our identity. If you don't amount to much in your, in your career, then your identity is just completely not even there. But when we start to realize that there's a way that our identity works, and if our belief system establishes the correct truth in who we are, it'll take you places you've never been before. And it'll lead you to a fulfilled life that so many are wishing they could feel. So many, I deal with so many people and even in youth and, and now in, in pastoring in diff, different ways of people that are just lost. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. They don't know why they're here. They don't know their purpose. They deal with mental health struggles of depression and suicide and all these different things so much. And it almost always comes back down to who they believe themselves to be. But it's because we live in a world where we allow everyone to allow the what's to dictate who we are. When who you are is rock solid and it's there, nothing will ever change who you are. But whether you believe on that foundation or not is up to you. I can preach about identity every single day, but if you don't grab a hold of this and make it your identity, you're going to be lost. You're going to have a tough time. You're going to feel like you live an unfulfilled life. I say this all the time. It's one of my biggest things that I say right now is that if the creator created me for a purpose and with a way of living, I want to live that way. Because if I live that way, it'll provide the most fulfillment, the most joy, the most peace, the most strength, the most friends, the real friends, not the fake ones, the real friends, if I choose to live the way the Bible tells me to live. When you take your, your, your blinders off and stop thinking it's a rule book, instead it's God saying, if you do this, I promise you'll never regret it. But in the world that we live in, man, identity is fickle. So fickle. I'm not even going to go down the road of all of us, of, of what all of us know is happening in the world right now where people just don't, aren't comfortable with themselves. They don't, they don't know why they were created. They have to change stuff about themselves. And you're like, no, but if, if, if you could just talk to them and say, God created you. God created you. And you're, you have a purpose. You know, I'll get into, the, into the, the scripture in a second, but it says that you are his workmanship the creator of the entire universe, everything you see, his workmanship. That's a beautiful thing for us to hang on to. And if we don't, we're gonna be always going through life thinking there's more, thinking that we're not doing something right, trying to figure it out. Identity is massive. And what I wanted this message to really portray to you is that identity is the only thing that you really need to get solid because once you have your identity solid, everything builds off of that foundation. Everything. Let me prove it to you. Okay, I want to talk about our godly inheritance within this series too. You were, you were created by God in God's family. Therefore, you've inherited what God has given to you, not because of your own works, not because of you deserving, not because of anything you've done, but simply because you are a child of God. There's inheritance in that. There's grace, there's mercy. It's beautiful. If you still think God's mad at you for screwing up yet last night, you don't know the truth. Okay, so we have to establish ourselves on this identity of who God created you to be in order for us to move on in our life and do what we want to do for him because you were created for a purpose. Amen? Amen. If you don't think that, it's, you're gonna be in a tough spot all the time. And when you don't walk in God's ways and don't fulfill your purpose, you feel useless for the rest of your life. You do. Imagine cooking a pizza in a dishwasher. If the dishwasher had feelings, it'd be like, 
oh man, my life's ruined. I screw up every single pizza. It's like, yeah, because it was created to wash dishes, okay? I'm not saying you're created to wash dishes, okay? But I'm just saying. But God has a purpose for you, a purpose. And when you walk in that purpose, you feel such fulfillment. Is life easy? No. Do you have no storms? No. Do storms feel like you can just conquer them easier? Absolutely they do because you don't have this massive question mark of God's character. No blame ever happens. One of my biggest pet peeve in the Christian world is that people decide not, they, they believe in Jesus, they don't live like Jesus, and then when anything bad happens in their life, they blame God. Can't stand that. It's like live your life for God and try to blame it. You can't. No matter what goes on in my life, no matter what I've gone through, even losing my dad like we did, it could have taken you off so many different paths. But one thing I remind myself every single time, no matter what I go through, no matter what I can't explain, no matter what questions I have no answers for, I know God's character. So I never blame him. Ever. Ever. And just knowing the truth of God's character will take you through every single thing you go through. Will you have all the answers? No, you never will about any field that you're in. It's, it's, a, it's about the knowledge that you gain throughout the world that you're on here, being open to really receiving what Holy Spirit is guiding you through and guiding you to. It's important for us to know the absolute truth, which is God's character. And God's character is what instilled an identity in you. But if you never believe in that identity, you'll never experience it. How your spouse loves you will be what your identity is. How you were abused when you were a kid will be what your identity is. What that teacher said in grade one will be what your identity is. It sounds really crazy right now, but it's true. And many people go through life right now trying to figure out what their identity is because it's so screwed up because of believing non-truth. That's it. You know what big pet peeve of mine is right now? When people say my truth, ugh, <laughs> bothers me. It's like, don't say my truth. And I'm sorry for all of you that I just nailed, okay? Because I know a lot of you guys do that. <laughs> but it's like, it's not your truth. It's, it's what you've experienced through your feelings, okay? And your feelings can be wrong. No? <laughs> your feelings can be wrong. So why do we say my truth? There's only one truth. When we're in a believer of Jesus, that's the word of God. Only one truth ever. Now, again, I'm going back to this identity thing because if you don't get your identity where it needs to be, you will not be able to accomplish what God has created you to do in this world. You will not. What? Well, God's going to leave me. Not if you don't know who you are. If you don't know whose you are, every single speed bump, every single little thing that happens to you every single day will just add in to who you think you are and you'll become an Eeyore in life. The world sucks. That's what you're going to think all of the time because of identity issues. And if, we, if you look around, I mean, look around in the world that we live in right now, I've, more people are dealing with identity and think that they can change it and it'll make them happier. It ain't going to. Because the truth is, God's word already tells you who you are. And if you align yourself with why and how God created you, it fixes everything. Now again, don't take me off into the ditch again, okay? 
doesn't mean your life's easy. It doesn't mean life is not, we don't live in a world that's fallen where evil does exist. The word of God says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I have to resist the devil all the time. All the time. The Bible also says that the enemy walks around like a lion seeking who he may devour. Do you think that the enemy seeks people that don't believe in Jesus? No. He's already got them. They're not going to do anything that that counteracts what the devil is trying to do. He's going to seek to devour Christians. And he's going to seek to devour you through deceit, through making you own that terrible identity that's not true, making you believe in every diagnosis that you get and make you say it's my cancer make you say it's my heart that, doesn't, that doesn't, isn't working, make you think that this is the way God created me. That's what the devil is going to put in your head. And the only way you can resist him is by knowing the truth. Why do you think we do declarations all the time? That's why I started it in January, declarations every single Monday. Why? It's more than just likes and comments, people. <laughs> it's actually not about that at all. It's completely about the fact that when you retrain your mind to always default onto God's word, the devil can do nothing. Nothing. In the word, it it, it says Jesus came and he defeated the enemy. Made a spectacle of him. I love that. Love that. Just triumphed him through the streets of everyone saying, don't worry, your enemy's dead. Now we live in a fallen world. Of course. And there's evil on this planet. But Jesus gave you, through him defeating the devil, he he took all authority the enemy had. All of it. And he gave you authority over every single dark force on this planet. Meaning you no longer have to pray, God, please just beat the devil and get him off of me. I need deliverance. God's going, I already gave you deliverance. It's in your inheritance as a believer. Just walk in that. You don't got to pray that the devil, that God gets the devil off you and stops messing with you. The devil's messing with you. You're doing something, right? (laughs) Resist him. How easy is it to resist to get God's word inside of you so deep that the moment you think diagnosis, you laugh and say, that's not even, that's not even what God has in his word for me. I'm not accepting that. The moment you go through anything in your, in your world where you think you're crushed. No, Won't you believe that you're not an overcomer? No, you know what God's word says. You know it all. That's why declarations are so important. And that's why we need to keep going on these things and push hard because I love the fact that we release one declaration on Mondays and the entire church family is unified in, in declaring that one declaration. I think it's beautiful when a unified group comes together. I don't care if, if, if some, of, some people don't believe the way you do or are politically left and you're politically right. Who cares, okay? We are all made by God and it's beautiful when we can become unified for the greater cause of what Jesus is trying to do on this planet. That's what it all comes back down to. That's up to me and you. I knew the political thing would make you guys all not clap as much. <laughs> My job and my calling as a senior pastor is to equip people for the work of the ministry. We can save people in our seats through a salvation prayer. 
but that's not our goal as a church. It's amazing. But our goal is actually to equip everyone that sits here to take what we learn into the streets. It's great to have 5, 10, 15 salvations after a service. Absolutely, I'll take it all day, every day. I love it. It's my favorite part of the message. But that's not what church is for. It's not a club. Bring them all in. Bring all the new people in. I love it. But it's about us choosing to step out and be who God's created you to be for his advancement. That's what it's about. And if we don't link on to that, you'll never feel the purpose that you have. And it all comes back to identity. And so we're going to go into identity a little more because I've, that was all off, off the top of my head that last 10 minutes, but I realize here we are. <laughs> okay. Someone made the comment in the halls to me that I ramble. And I said, okay, but it's, dedica- it's dedicated, okay? It's pointed rambling. I, ha- I, have, I have a direction, okay? <laughs> and hey, man, sometimes the best messages are the ones where you just leave the iPad. I'm sorry. It, it's like, for me, it's like, it just comes out of passion at that point. So I hope that this is, this is helping you today. But um, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. So back when I was about 16 years old, I, I uh, was saving up for the, the iPhone that was out at that point in time. Um, and I had a job, I was figuring it out, trying to figure out what to do with it. And, and I was like, yeah, I finally bought it. I was stoked. I think it was the 3G. It was like the craziest, cool, techno- technologically advanced phone I feel like I ever had in my life. It was so cool. But I always felt like I wanted to, I, I read everywhere else that there's this thing you could do called jailbreaking. Okay, don't do it. It's not, it's, I don't know if it's legal. But anyways, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, you can do all these different settings if you, if you can jailbreak your iPhone. So I, I got this software on my computer and jailbreaked it, broke it, and you can try to change all the settings on it and do a, a, a bunch of different things. It never works the same. It never actually works the same because an iPhone's been hardwired a certain way. And when you program it with programming that isn't for it, it just doesn't, it's laggy. It, it just does that whole thing. But if you screw it up, sometimes you can brick your iPhone. And I screwed it up. So, and when you brick your iPhone, it's like, you turn it on and all you see is the Apple logo forever. It does nothing else, okay? <laughs> oh man, and, and so and when you take it to the Apple store, they're like, they know, you know? They're like, you can go in there with lies all you want, but they know, you know? And... Uh, <laughs> So it bricked my iPhone because why I was stupid and I decided to try to, to program it with things that it wasn't hardwired to do, okay? Now, I was diligent in doing that. Now, God's created you and hardwired you with an identity. Hardwired, meaning it is your identity no matter what. But if you don't focus on that identity and align your living and your believing and your de- declarations and what the word of God says about you, the world will make everything about what you're doing become your identity. And when the what becomes your identity, you live an unfulfilled life, okay? And actually you do feel like you're bricked, like the iPhone. You do, because you don't do what God created you to do. And when you don't do what God created to do, you don't feel fulfilled ever. It doesn't matter how amazing you are at work. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how many toys you have. It doesn't matter your family. It doesn't matter absolutely anything. If you don't live out the purpose that God has for you, you'll always feel like you're unfulfilled. And it comes back down to your identity. Always your identity. 
I want you to get that ingrained in your head that God has hardwired you with an identity and that identity we can see in Genesis 1.27 where it says we were created in his likeness and image. Now the sucky thing about Christians sometimes is the moment you hear that you're like, oh yeah, I've heard it a thousand times. It goes in one ear and out the other. What's that doing for you? Not much. Don't always think you know everything. The thought of being created in the creator's likeness and image is jaw-dropping. It is life-changing. It sets someone on a path that has been abused in their relationships, in their childhood, in everything that has their identity set on that. When they can focus on, I was created in his likeness and image. In Ephesians, it says you are God's workmanship. I want to actually read this one because I love the second part of the verse. In in, in Ephesians, it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That tells you that God thought of you before you were even here, that you were planned. I don't care if you were in an unplanned pregnancy. God had you planned in getting to this earth. God had that planned. But do you believe that? And do do you guard that identity every day? Or do you let every single nitpicker talk to you about what you did and what you didn't do and it becomes your identity? Because I'm gonna say 90% of the world does that. They allow everyone to speak into who they are. Never let someone speak into who you are unless, unless they're speaking the word over you. Unless they say that you're an overcomer, that you're blessed and you're highly favored, that you're healthy, healed, and whole. Unless they say that you're a child of the king and that nothing or nothing that ever happens to you, nothing will ever take that away from you. Nothing. The Bible says that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. doesn't matter how bad you are. It doesn't matter if there's someone listening to this in prison, on death row in the United States, wherever they are, nothing will separate that person from God's love. How incredible is that? Because we wouldn't be able to, do, to work it otherwise. So my question is, If you don't build that foundation, if you don't choose that foundation, I'm going to correct myself, choose that foundation, you will never live the life that God wants you to live. And it's like that stupid analogy that I said about the dishwasher in the oven. Pizza never comes out right in the dishwasher. (laughs) It's not created to do that. God created you for a reason, for a purpose. I'll repeat myself five times more because if you guys don't get that, you'll never be able to step into what God has for you. In Matthew 7, 24 to 25, it says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. How often do you find yourself in the wind? How often do you find yourself in the storm? How often do you find yourself in hurricanes of your life wondering what to do, where to go, why something happened? The reason you ask the why question is because you need to change your foundation. You have to onto the rock. If you don't change your foundation onto the rock, it is like doing nothing for the rest of your life because everything will blow and just completely destroy your life everything. In 1 Corinthians, I love this verse. It says, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Which means that if your foundation right now isn't on Jesus, you don't have a foundation. Imagine living in a house with no foundation. You'd be fixing things all day, every day, and never fixing the actual problem because you got to get a foundation. 
The stronger you are has to do with your foundation, always. And you've heard this, many other preachers say, the foundation analogy about how important it is. The foundation of the building, absolutely it is. And that's the absolute truth. So who are you? You're a child of the king. You are here for a purpose. Doesn't matter what your friends tell you. Doesn't matter what your ex tells you. Doesn't matter about any of that stuff. They're all talking from their own identity insecurities. And they're trying to get you to grab a hold of their, their identity as well. So you guys we can both be screwed up together. No one wants to be screwed up alone. <laughs> you can laugh, it's fine. <laughs> we don't, right? This is a really off-the-cuff message. I hope it's helping someone. <laughs> so in other words, if you don't have a foundation on Christ, you don't have a foundation at all. If I were to ask you as I close today, because I apparently rifled through the, those minutes today, but that's okay. Your identity is absolutely critical, okay? If I were to ask you, why do you believe in gravity? Why do we believe in gravity? What if I asked you, if you didn't believe in gravity at all, would it still affect your day-to-day? 100%. If I chose to step off the stage, I would float. No, I'm just joking. It'd be pretty cool, though. You guys would all be, like, probably sprinting out those doors, though. Be like, okay, we're out. That's it. Yep. <laughs> if I stepped off this stage, what would happen? I'd, I'd fall. Why do I know that? Because I experience it every single day. Come on. Every day. I experience it every single day I wake up, gravity affects me. So how do you get rooted on the identity that God's given you? You gotta experience God every day. Now here's the kicker. I know it's weird for me to be on the ground, okay? I understand it. Everyone's like, is he gonna pull me on stage? (laughs) You create the experiences in your life. Everyone has Christianity so backwards. They're waiting for God to create the experience for them. It's like, when's the last time a Mexico trip was booked by no one for you? (laughs) Serious though. When's the last time experience happened that you had no hand, no part in, nothing? You create the experiences for your family. You create the experiences for your marriage. You create the experiences for you as a single. You create the experiences everywhere that you go, yet your faith is hindered because you're waiting for God to create the experience when you haven't stepped towards him first. The word of God says when we step towards God, when we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. Oh, it sounds pretty like, oh, it's all about him. No, actually, it's all about you. And I hate that sometimes. I'm like, God, why is it, why, why? Why are you letting us choose? Like, you're the God, right? But he loves you so much that he's like, walk the whatever life you want to walk. But if you do, don't blame God for what happens. Please. You ruin Christianity for so many people that would be willing to accept that and walk in the ways of Jesus and change their entire life. But because you're not doing that, you blame God for everything that bad happens in your life. When you know the character of God, nothing shakes it. Nothing shakes what happens in your life. No event as crazy and stupid and as unexplainable as it can possibly be will shake your confidence in God if you know who he is, period. Never. I liken it to my dad. It's like something bad could happen with me being with my dad and I'd never blame him. 
ever. Because I always know my character of my dad was to, he would always take care of me, no matter what. So if something bad happened, it wasn't him. And that made my relationship with my dad flourish because he was someone who loved me and I loved him. Your relationship with, your, with God is the same thing. We believe in gravity because we experience it every single day and your identity will be shaped if you start to experience God every single day. You don't have a foundation unless your foundation is Jesus. The word of God says that. No foundation at all. So as we walk forward, doing what God has called you to do, we need to grip onto this identity that's been hardwired into you. It's been hardwired, but you're not protecting it. You're allowing everything in the world to, to, to change who you think you are. When some of the most important things you'll ever discover and stay in is whose you are and who you are, my dad used to always say. If you know who you are in Christ, and you know whose you are, created by Christ, that's it. You can do whatever you want to do. Everything will start to flourish. You'll feel just better. Everyone goes, oh, it's all about the blessings. No, it's not about the flourish. I don't say flourish in that way. I mean, you could walk through losing your, your, your best friend in some crazy accident, but you can still stay true and go, okay, God, help me walk through this. It'll, it'll feel hard, of course, of course. It doesn't make life easy, but when you, when you have your identity rooted in who you are, it changes how you experience everything, everything. So wherever you are, whatever you do, wherever you're in right now, your identity is huge. And if you let the world shape your identity, it won't end well. If you let friends shape your identity, it won't end well. You have to let the word of God shape your identity. You have to see what the word of God says about you, how God created you. And then start creating those experiences every single day. Gravity is a law on this world, always. How God created it. That's why we experience it every single day. But you can experience God every single day if you choose to. You can get into his word. I don't care if you don't even know what you're reading. God will speak to you. You're taking the time to pause, to get out of it, and just to look into what his word says about you. It'll change you. We live in a world that if us as Christians don't have our solidified and foundational identity in Christ, we're going to lose the entire world. Identity is being attacked left, right, and center. In your kids. Everywhere they go. Public school systems. That's scary. Especially when God has such an amazing plan for them. Such an amazing plan. But as a parent, you need to be reinforcing that identity of Christ in your kids. And if you don't, no one else will. We got to get, get, get to that point. If you don't, that's why we're building a school. Because we're sick of and tired of seeing so many identity crises within, within all of these people that, that live in the world. And we're just like, there's a better way of doing this. When we can teach the word of God, it starts to penetrate every part and change your entire life. That's why we're doing it. Because I was like, well, we were all like, if, if not us, who? Who? That's it. Your identity. It needs to be your focal point in this world that we live in. All of us have been given the measure of faith. Every single person, which means there's no more faith that you need to get. You just got to get rid of the unbelief. And the Bible talks about pleasing God. The only way to please God is through our faith. 
which is such a cool thing. But he's just saying, just believe in me and watch me change this entire world through you. He needs us. He needs our hands and feet to work and to go and to make new ground and to take new ground and to teach and preach and love and accept and forgive because that's how this world's going to change. It's going to be because me and you step up. My question is, are you willing to step up? I thought so. No one responded. Are you guys willing to step up? Oh man, I thought I was going it alone for a second there. God's going to do amazing things in your life this year. God's going to be do amazing things in this church this year. God's going to get a community around you if this, in this church that, that is going to help you through everything that you go through in life. You're going to see your family come to know him and the ones that said they never would. One day your kids are going to go to this brand new big school because you want foundational Christian principles in their life every single day when they're not with you. Why try to instill Christian principles and then send them to a school that doesn't instill them? It's 40 hours a week that you're not with your kids. Why do you think schooling is so important? Why do you think we're pushing it so hard? Because we want to see the, we want to see the world change. I want to see Canada change. I want to see people rise up and step into what God has for them. There's no competition. I want to see God work in your life and see what he has you to do every single day. Because you are going to do different things than me. Things that I wouldn't have been able to do. You. We all have different plans. We all have different callings. It's going to be so cool to see those things come to pass when you decide to guard that hardwired identity that God's given you and how he's created you and that you're a child of his, no matter what you do, no matter what has happened to you, no matter where you go, no matter what people say, no matter what the news has, no matter what storm you go through, you are his. Imagine that. That changes. When a little kid, a son of yours, has the affirmation and love from his dad. Unbelievable what that son can do. And his mom, of course. Both parents. But that's huge. So when you live with the affirmation of God's love on you and how you've been created, oh my goodness, things will start to change. You better believe it because it says it in the word of God. Either we believe it or we don't. That's it. But you've been given everything that pertains to life. You've got to wait for God to move anymore. He's given that authority to you on this planet. That's it. So when the devil comes around, you're like, yep, nope. I'll pass, thanks. Not my cancer. That's a hard thing to do though, but that's resisting the devil. So get those declarations in you, get that word of God in you and watch your life begin to change before your very eyes as you secure and go back, reprogram what the world has done to you and go back to your hardwiring of your identity in Christ. Your life will change, I promise you that. And when it does, write us and show us what happened because we wanna be alongside you, we wanna be there with you, we wanna be encouraging you, we wanna be praying for you, we wanna be celebrating you, why? Because this is a community it's a family. I love the family that we have here. I love it. Every single one of you are part of it. Man, if I didn't have this church, I don't know where I'd be. 
I don't know where I'd be, but it wouldn't be good. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Every single week at church, like I said, it's, this is one of my favorite parts of, of the entire service. But maybe you've been listening to this message, maybe you've been listening and reading God's word and, and it's been changing your heart and you feel like you, you believe in him now. You never have, maybe now you do and you want to accept him into your life and you want to say, I want to live for him. That's the only, the only way you'll find your identity. The only way. It's going back to the root, back to the hardwiring, back to the creator who puts you on this planet for a reason, a good reason, a reason to change people's lives. So I want to look around real quick and if you're sitting here and you want to be included in this prayer and you want to believe in Jesus and become a Christian today, no one looking around, every eye closed, every head bowed, but if that's you, I want every single person who wants to accept Jesus just to raise their hand right now. All over the auditorium, wherever you are, raise that hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So good. Thank you. This is what God's will is for you to live in a world where you can thrive. Thrive. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. That's it. You just made the best decision, thank you, of your entire life. I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Loud and proud, okay? None of this quietness. The prayer goes like this. Father, in Jesus' name, I give you my life. Please come into my heart. From today it on, I'm following you. Give me the power to change. Every day, every year, for the rest of my life, Jesus, I'm following you. In your name, amen and amen. Let's give a round of applause to all those amazing people that made that decision.